Do you want to get smarter about your health but feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction? Well, I deeply understand that, and that's why I want to find a source that we both could trust, you and me, and I found this podcast. So let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter, healthier choices every single week. And don't just take my word for it. (laughs) Avid podcast fan Joanne's Apple Review says this. Joanne's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is always informative and always understandable. And that she's definitely a healthier person listening to this and following Zoe's advice, which I love. We love sources that you can trust. And if you're ready to join millions of others like Joanne, transforming their health and like me, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to your podcast. I promise you will not regret it. It is an awesome show and I've learned so much from it. Go check it out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? It is time for a Bible lesson. Let me tell you, it is a Bible lesson moment. We are about to jump in on how the fuck to glow up. We have the expert, the queen. We have Alicia Gogan coming through in Skinny Dipping. She is the host of the Glow Up Secrets podcast, as well as the YouTube icon. She's killing it on YouTube. She's blowing up. Her podcast is going off. She is everywhere and anywhere because she is the moment. Like she is the moment. And I'm so excited to have her on today. I went on her podcast last year and absolutely fell in love with her, fell in love with her energy, mostly because she's a very like no bullshit personality type of person. And I'm also like that. So I just like deeply appreciate when someone cuts the bullshit, cuts the fluff and is like, let's get down to fucking business. So I'm so excited to have her on today because we're going to be talking about glowing up. We're going to be talking about the Bible. Like, what are the rules? Like, what are the actionable steps so that we can level up? We can amplify our life. And in just spirit of the season that we are experiencing right now, how can we expand? Because if you guys have been around for this mini series, this is the expansion era series We're just choosing to be in the happiest, healthy, most healed version of ourselves. Like, even if we're not really there yet, sometimes you just have to choose. And sometimes you just have to be like, I'm going to focus on what is going right in my life rather than what's going wrong. And this is one of those moments. So like I said, Bible practice today, guys. (laughs) Pull out your notes, get it ready, because we have the amazing Alicia today. Come to the mic, beautiful. Hello. That was great. Oh my gosh, I feel like you're like giving me an Oscar or something. (laughs) No, literally. And that was straight from the heart. I didn't write any of that down. Nothing planned. I was just like, I'm going to speak how I feel about you. I just think you're badass. Thank you. I think that you are as well. And like you were saying, the conversation that we had on my podcast, like 
it was definitely my most favorite. And I love the fact that you are also this no bullshit, like we need to talk about, we really need to talk about here. Cause I'm the same way. Like when I talk about the glow up and all of my content, I really try to bring people back to what matters. And really the glow up is about getting to the root cause of our everything and being real. And that takes a lot of self-awareness, takes a lot of realness, it takes a lot of truth. And I think that you are that person as well. So I really love, I love you. (laughs) I love you. Oh my God. And yeah, it's the authenticity. I feel like that is the core at all glow ups is Mm -hmm. authenticity and being yourself and really embracing who you are. And you said something super interesting and I would just love to jump in right there. We're just Mm going to jump into the combo. No small talk, no bullshit. Let's get into (laughs) it. You said you got to get to the root. You got to remind people of what matters. Like your values or like, what do you mean by that? Like what matters to you? And like, how does that impact your glow up? I am somebody who loves to dive deep in things as do you. And I think like bringing it back to my own glow up journey. I remember when I was like 16 years old and I wanted to glow up and I wanted to change my appearance and I wanted to be the best version of me that I thought that I really needed to be. And I did things on the surface. Like I tried to change my body. I tried to change my looks. I tried to act and be somebody who it's not that I really wasn't, but I did it from a very self-rejecting and self-hating place. And I didn't really realize the drive towards my glow up was out of a place of self-hate and I didn't love myself, but I tried to love myself through things that weren't really getting to the root. Like I needed to get to the reason, like, why did I want to change myself in the first place? Like, why did I hate myself in the first place? And once I got to the root of that and realized, okay, well, it was a lot of parental guidance. It was the environment that I was around. I just didn't know how to even unconditionally fully love myself at that moment. Once I realized that, my glow up kind of changed. I stopped glowing up from this place of self-hate, like punishment, like you have to go to the gym so you can change because you are inherently bad and you don't look good. Now it's like, oh, okay, well, I know that I am really worthy and lovable as I am right now. And on top of that, because I love myself, I do want to take care of myself and I do want to glow up into this best version. But the glow up journey that I was going on, I don't even want to look at it like a glow up journey because it really wasn't. It was just me trying to change myself. And until I looked deeper and got to the root, only then was I actually able to glow up. So I really like to bring people deeper than just the outside surface level. Like, oh, what does it look to be glowed up or whatever? Because I feel like we've all struggled with that. Yeah. And it's like you can do all the things on the outside. Like you can go to the gym. You can even like meditate and like do breath work or do your ice baths and your sauna and you can eat healthy and you can drink matcha and you can do all the things. But if it's coming from a place of deep self-hatred, then we cannot hate ourselves into change. We can only love ourselves through the evolution. And I think that's so powerful. So you were saying like when you kind of got to the root, you realized there was things from your past that created this programming Mm -hmm. of self-doubt of I'm inherently unworthy I'm bad I need to change myself I need to fix myself what was that journey like for you and what age were you at when you kind of began to do the deeper work the shadow work and what did that journey look like for you I'm so curious because I feel like that's the part like the in-between part that sometimes we forget to like talk about is like Mm -hmm. okay we need to move forward but maybe just for a moment we need to revisit the past 
It started around when I was 16 years old. I started like the self-hate and wanting to change. It's like a normal thing when you're in high school and like you realize that you might not have the same body type or I also lived in a predominantly white environment. Like most people were white around me and love everyone who's white, but I mixed and I don't have the same type of hairstyle and didn't really have the same body type. So for me, I looked at myself like, okay, well, everyone else is getting picked and liked and I'm not. So maybe it's because of me. So maybe I should change that. So just like naturally, just environment, high school, it doesn't even have to be like the fact that you're a different race. Like people go through this all the time. I think just also like when you start having crushes on boys and they like certain girls, like all that kind of stuff. So I naturally just wanted to change myself. And then I tried to do the working out. I tried to do the dieting and I kept getting in these cycles. Like I started getting a really unhealthy relationship with food. I was trying to stick to things and I couldn't stick to them. And it became this cycle over like four or five years until I got so sick and tired of binge eating, of having this really unhealthy relationship with food. Where I was like, okay, this is actually an issue right now. I wasn't healthy. I had a lot of health issues as well. So I was like, something is going on here. Like I'm not mentally well, like I need to work on this. And that's when I really started to get down to the root and be like, okay, well, why am I so obsessed with having to change myself to the point where I'm telling myself that I have to be a hundred percent all the time, keep going. It's clearly not working. Why isn't this working? And I realized it was because like I told myself that only until I get the body or only until I look a certain way, then I'll be lovable and then I'll be wanted and all these things. But the way that I was trying to achieve that was not sustainable. I came to this big realization, probably like in college. Yeah, and like what age was that? Like 22? Uh, yeah, maybe like 20, 21, 22. But I was still very much so struggling. Like I started to realize, okay, you know, your worth is not just from like your body or your looks and things like that. But I still really struggled because I wanted so desperately to want to be liked. I wanted to like myself. I wanted other people to like me. I wanted to be validated. And until I really started to learn that, okay, I need to first accept myself and love myself so that I don't feel this huge pull and desire to continue to change myself like all the time. Only then was I really able to kind of pull back from the dieting and the excessive like working out, which I would fail every time anyways. But it was definitely hard for me. But in that moment, like when I started to be like, okay, maybe I need to stop dieting and I need to stop like working out so much and like hating on myself and getting validation from men or getting validation from being on social media and realizing that wasn't really what was going to make me happy anyways. I realized that I wasn't really rooted in a lot of self-worth and self-love to begin with when I was 16 years old. So I was very susceptible to being in a school and okay, not everyone had the same body type or the same hair as me, but because I wasn't really rooted in a lot of self-worth and I had a lot of dad issues. So I feel like I wasn't able to tell myself in the mirror, like just because you have different hair doesn't mean anything. Like you're still beautiful and like you're so unique and you're so whatever. And so I think that that's where we... A lot of us are really susceptible to that, but because I think that I didn't really get a lot of like confidence instilled in me, I was more susceptible, I guess. And on top of that, when it comes to men, that was my issue as well. Like I always wanted to be wanted. And so I was like, okay, let me change myself. Social media was such a big impact as well. Like social media being like, oh, you need to look like this and then you'll be wanted by men. So I'm like, okay, well, let me change this and then I'll be wanted. obviously doesn't ever work. But because I had this drive to want to be wanted by my father, obviously not in that way, but I wanted his love and I never was able to get it. 
Yeah, totally. It's like, of course, that's going to be like an ingrained programming. Like if a man like left your life or like doesn't give you Mm -hmm. the love and attention that a father is supposed to give, we're wired to find that elsewhere. Like when we have a certain trauma or certain experience, what we're trying to do is reenact it in certain ways so that we can find resolution. Like our brain so badly just wants to find resolution and be like, okay, well, this didn't work out last time. So how can I remake Mm -hmm. this? So hopefully I can find resolution, but then we just end up falling back into the pattern and the loop over and over again. Thank you for sharing that. Cause that is so fucking real. And like so many people experience that, like just with some sort of parental figure in your life, maternal or paternal figure, just being like, okay, like I'm trying to replay certain scenarios and what the fuck am I doing getting stuck in this trap? And like, did you find yourself like in the loop, like in the pattern with men that you were like dating or seeing or liking? Yeah, 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 for sure. The ones that I was so like obsessed with, they always resembled the type of attachment that I had with my dad or lack thereof, really. No matter what, I was never enough. So the thing is, is healing happens in so many different phases, but I started to realize in college that the type of attention that I was getting from males wasn't the type of attention that I wanted because I realized that they weren't staying like, okay, I changed myself and now I look hot and I look pretty and people like me, but they literally just like only see you as like an object and like want to have sex. And it's just like, it's not getting to the fulfillment and the root of what we actually all want, which is literally love and acceptance and connection. And we get confused thinking that those things are love and connection. And it's just like, Oh wait, that's not actually fulfilling at all. What a big fucking wake up call. And like to go back to what you said, it was so interesting. You're talking about like the phases of healing and how things come up in phases. And also like the realization period, you were saying like, when you were 2021, 20, you had realizations. Like you had yeah. the realization that your looks or your productivity or all these things didn't necessarily equate your worth. How other people felt about you didn't equate your worth. But that doesn't mean that's going to change everything. Like having a realization versus an embodiment is so different. And it takes so long from the point of realization, light bulb moment, I get it, to the point of actual change of habits is such a fucking journey because when you are habitually programmed to think certain things about yourself over and over again, our brain will go back to comfort and familiarity literally every single fucking time over what is better for us because our Mm -hmm. brain just is a little monkey mind evolutionary moment where it's just like it wants comfort it wants familiarity and I feel like the point of realization to the point of embodiment is such a leap and that's kind of like the chapter that I want to take us to today is like the fucking bible no like you're so true like it's one thing to be self-aware which is so huge because it takes a lot for people to even get there but you know just because you're self-aware doesn't really mean anything and what sometimes creates a lot of suffering is okay now I'm self-aware and now I'm watching myself still make these decisions and still doing these things and oh my god I cannot stop so I was in that phase for sure around when I was like 21 22 and I just kept like witnessing myself going back to the same things over and over and I'm like what the hell is going on and I think like one of the things that really helped me actually be able to embody actually making change was first this piece of self-acceptance and not being perfect because I had this like hyper-masculine energy towards myself of like how healing was going to be, how it was going to look, what I should be doing for my wellness, for my fitness, for my everything. And so even when I tried to stop like dieting and like doing all that crap, I still applied the perfectionist mindset onto healing. And I realized that in order for me to actually continue to get up every day and reprogram my mind and do certain 
practices, I needed to be okay with the fact that not every single day was going to be the exact same. I wasn't going to feel the same every single day. There's going to be triggers that are coming at me from all freaking angles in which will be very hard for me to get up and journal or like maybe I won't have anything to say when I'm journaling or whatever. So yeah, no, I understand that so deeply. Like I totally took my perfectionist tendencies that I had more towards, you know, I had it in school and then like after school activities. And then as it transferred into college, it was just like grades and like the possibility of working towards certain businesses. And then when I dropped out of college, because I did not finish that shit, it turned into me showing up as a perfectionist in my work and really becoming a workaholic and like being in that toxic masculine energy and that death grip on life. That's like how I imagine it and how I describe it is like when you're living in that way, when you have that death grip on life, like you just want to control everything and everything needs to be perfect. It's because we're coming from this place of like deep rooted fear and anything that is acting in fear is not of our highest good. And it's just like when I began to release those expectations around, especially my work, I did notice that I transferred them to my healing. And I was like, how can I make healing like so calculated and so great? And how can I make it not for other people, but for myself? How can I make it look a certain way? And in reality, it's just not like that. Like, it's so intuitive. Like, you just wake up and, like, for no reason, like, you are just grieving something that happened five fucking years ago. And you're like, why is this coming up right now? You're right. like, I don't get it. But it's like, okay, that's the thing about healing. It's intuitive mm-hmm. and things are going to come up. And every day is not going to be the same. Like, in no way is mm-hmm. every day the same. And I feel like that is so important to note because we can take that perfection and put it into our healing. And that was almost like a big thing around this series, like this expansion series is Mm -hmm. I was just noticing that especially with my brand and my company and my podcast being so much around healing and Mm self-improvement, I found myself being so intense about my healing and self-improvement that I was literally stuck in the fucking loop of suffering. And I was like, I don't want to suffer anymore. Like I don't want to take things so seriously anymore. Like it's important to do the shadow work and look deep and it's also important to like sometimes just be in your fuck it era and just be like I'm gonna do what feels good I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna do me and like I can totally relate I like got so just really into the perfectionist mode around my healing as well and it's just like what does that do like the opposite like it's literally still the ego trying to control you and control your life and the soul knows that everything's gonna be okay that like part of us that exists within every single one of us like That part of us is just like, have some fun, like live your life, like do what feels good, like create projects that you're passionate about. You know what I mean? But I really want to like walk us through the actionable steps because you know, Mm. I love the actionable steps. So pull out your notes, pull out your Bible. Oh, sweet Alicia, how the fuck do we glow up? But I'm hearing that there's this root of like deep self-love and deep self-acceptance. And if I come to you and I'm like, hey. I'm struggling. I've been on my healing journey. I feel like I am just stuck in the loop and I am just kind of in the suffering and I'm really ready to like glow up and like move past my programming, move past what has happened to me, knowing that it was all happening for me. Like, how do I actually do that? I'm struggling with self-hatred. I'm struggling with having so much pressure around my habits, but I know my habits are also good for me. Like so many things are coming up. What Mm -hmm. would be the first thing that you would say to someone if they're like, I want to glow up, but I low-key am in self-hatred and I don't know what the fuck to do. (laughs) What would be like the first page of the book? (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, you really need to analyze the narratives and the stories that you're telling yourself about you going up or what it's supposed to look like or how you're supposed to feel in that moment. Like you were even saying, I really want to glow up, but like I'm in this self-hate and I'm getting in my own way and I'm doing all of these things. Like that story is going to almost stop you from even taking any action because you're like telling yourself like, this is not how I'm supposed to be feeling right now. This is not how I'm supposed to be. And so I think it's really important that you start to become aware of the narratives and the stories that you're telling yourself, like literally the moment that you wake up. Like, what are you telling yourself about your day? Is it going to be hard? Is the gym going to be hard? Are you saying that it's just going to be dreadful? Are you saying that if I don't do this journal practice, then I'm off the path or work is going to be super hard or you're stressing about money? You need to start to think about like, where's this coming from? And it's always usually coming from something that you've learned in the past and allowing yourself to just be okay with the fact that maybe, yeah, okay, you're not feeling the best about yourself today or you're feeling a little bit of self-hate. It's like becoming aware of the stories that you're telling yourself and on top of that, just being okay with the fact that you are even telling yourself any of these stories. I literally love that because I feel like, yeah, one, I'm hearing becoming aware of the narratives because our narratives relate to our patterns. When we are stuck in a narrative and we keep making meaning of something in the same way over and over again, that's eventually going to be a pattern because our brains just like, like I said before, our little monkey minds just want to make meaning out of everything because meaning creates this feeling of safety and security and predictability and knowing what's going to happen. But it's just like, what if? What if you just told yourself a new story? What if you first become aware and then also I loved what you said about removing the expectations like why do we have so many expectations (laughs) about how things are quote-unquote supposed to be like whenever that phrase comes up in your head like oh I thought it was supposed to be this way or I'm supposed to do this when you Mm -hmm. hear supposed to know that that is like literally your (laughs) ego playing such fucking games with you and like so many tricks and being like okay you need to be this certain way And it's just like, okay, but also at any moment, you can just also create a new narrative. You can also just be like, maybe I'm just really low today. Maybe I'm in my luteal phase. Like maybe I'm about to get my period and I like really need to just chill and rest. And like maybe today I do need to be sad and that's okay. And like removing those expectations are so powerful. So like you're waking up, it's a day that maybe you're not feeling in your full glowing self. And what will you do to create that acceptance? Because I feel like that's the part where I get confused and other people get confused is like, okay, so I'm waking up and I'm feeling this way. What do I tell myself? What do I do? What is the mindset shift? Like how do I actually begin to feel that acceptance? Because it can feel difficult, but Mm -hmm. it's not difficult if you train your brain habitually to begin to accept those parts of yourself and remove the expectations. I think like, and this is something that I do pretty consistently anytime I'm trying to reprogram or train myself, right? Cause you have to do it like consistently for me right now. I'm able to quite easily, if I have this like negative story, be like, Kate, it's from the past. We're not going to go there and continue to move on because obviously like I want to move on from this place of alignment of like inspired action. But if I'm not there yet, then what I usually do is I will journal out things. Like if I'm feeling like there's anxiety or something's coming up or I'm judging myself or I just, I'm getting mad at myself because I shouldn't be thinking about this thing, but I am. I would just like, you know what? Let it out. So I'll just journal whatever I'm feeling out and people get caught up with like what to journal sometimes. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just write whatever you feel. Like maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's everything. Who cares? Just let it out. Something will come. 
And usually I feel a lot better about that. But another thing is, is like, and I guess this is more like a mindset reframe, but I tell myself this a lot when my mind wants to go to like the spiraling or like not take action to glow up into the best version of myself. I tell myself like circumstances don't matter. What we usually do in life is we always focus on the thing we don't want to be happening. Like, okay, I just had this negative thought about like my body image. I'm supposed to be like loving myself right now. Then we like continue to think about the fact that we just had this thought or like something in your immediate life like okay I didn't get a text back from this person instead of bringing your attention somewhere else what we do is we start to analyze that situation and what that might mean and we again go into those stories but we're actually creating this thing to be bigger than it even needs to be when really we actually want the opposite so like bringing some sort of rationality into it as well I like to do that with myself being like circumstances literally don't matter I don't need to focus on what's in front of me I need to continue to move on but I do think the morning journaling can definitely help. And again, the mindset reframe is going to allow you to be able to get up out of your bed and go take action because going up into the best version of yourself, it requires you to take action. You're not really glowing up when you're just like spiraling, right? And your mind's really going to dictate that. So yeah, I think that would probably be like the first step. That's what I do in the morning. No, I love that because I think that we want to resist those parts of ourselves like that are spiraling, but it's like, I always say this to my friends. I'm like, what if you just give yourself like five minutes of airtime? Like, and then we move on. Like literally just give all these thoughts, like journal it, say it out loud, whatever you need to do. Give them some airtime because my therapist always says this. She's like, Kayla, what we resist persists. And that's so powerful because we want to fight those parts of ourselves. And it's like, what if you just give yourself a moment to have some airtime, get it out of you? Because like if your energy is in motion and it's creating this spiral of thoughts, it's really just energy. If thoughts Mm -hmm. are just energy, we have the ability to move them out of us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so powerful to give it some airtime and then switch the spotlight to something else. That's kind of what I'm hearing you saying is a little bit like, get it out. You can get the journaling out and you can feel your feelings and you can just like get out all the fucking crazy thoughts that are coming through. But Mm -hmm. then it's like, what are you turning your attention to? This is something that Tony Robbins talks about a lot is like changing your state. It's like, yeah, you can wake up and you can be in a bad mood or some external circumstance can happen and it sucks and it triggers you. Give it that five minutes of airtime. How much time do you need to just like let loose and just write it out or say it out or feel what you need to feel and just do it. But then how can we change our state in like hypnotherapy they call it like a pattern interrupt literally you have to interrupt your mind your mind is spiraling like i'm imagining like a spiraling tornado of thoughts and we take like a lightsaber like from star wars and we just cut it because it's just like we need that pattern interrupt and something that i really like to do to pattern interrupt is like breath work is really powerful calling a friend i feel like is so powerful because you just are out of your energy and you can kind of step into this shared energy with somebody else. Also Mm -hmm. like moving my body, like walks, gymming, classes, that also really helps me. I know everyone has their kind of own things, but to change your state is so important because the mind doesn't even hear the word don't. Like that's what they teach you in neuro-linguistic programming. It's Mm -hmm. like the mind doesn't hear don't. So when you say don't think about this, don't do this, don't think about how you hate your body, don't think about how you're feeling shitty today. All your mind is hearing is think about it, think about it, think about it, think about it. So we need to focus on what we do want Mm -hmm. rather than what we don't want. So what do you do to kind of like shift the spotlight into something better and put action towards yourself? Because like you said, 
everything is action. Like you can talk about it. You can think about it. You can mindset shift, but what are you actually doing to show up for yourself? Yeah. So usually like when I am journaling, if I were to be letting out all of the emotions, everything like that, what I usually end up doing to follow that though, before I even try and take action is I kind of write from my highest self and or like the end state of whoever I'm trying to be. So if I want to be, you know, the successful podcaster or the YouTuber or the girl who has the husband with the children and my dream life, whatever it is that I'm doing, like I'm writing like I am the biggest podcaster. I am the whatever. Like I kind of bring my attention back to what is positive and what I'm trying to strive for because it just gets me in this energy, which allows me to take action from that place a little bit easier instead of just switching from like negative emotion to action. I love that. Yeah. And it gets me excited for life. So yeah, it sounds like that creates motivation because you're like, okay, I'm going to reset. What do I actually want? And what I actually want is these things. Like I want to create this life for myself that is going to create the fire under your ass. Like that's going to create the motivation that you need to take that action. So I think that's a really good middle step is like, well, it's just like remembering who you are and who you want to be and like remembering what you've come here to do and like everything that you have going on for you in the future. That is so powerful. What are like some other globe secrets, like Bible versus rules? Like what are your like things that you cannot live without in your globe journey? For me, I feel like the shadow work was a really big part of it in the beginning. And the last couple years have been this cycle of like death and rebirth. But now I'm in this point where I'm kind of like, okay, like I really want to be in my summer energy. And I heard in your episode, you were talking about romanticizing your life. I was kind of listening to some of your podcasts to just get stoked for our episode today and I think that's something I've been really trying to do that puts me in just like the highest vibration of gratitude and excitement and fulfillment and joy is like I'm making my matcha in the morning I'm like wow so grateful that I'm taking this time this ritual to make my matcha and then I get in the car and I grab a flower like yesterday I was going to my friend's house and I grab a flower and I'm like singing half an hour like into this flower microphone belting my favorite Taylor Swift songs and I'm like dancing in the car or like putting my Sony headphones on and dancing in my yard or like being with my friends and just being like so giddy and excited and like really in that romanticized vibe like damn that shit works my energy is completely changed once I start dancing and singing and feeling myself Mm. and being like I'm so hot. Let's go. Yeah. Oh my hot girl summer. I love it. Hot girl summer. She's already here. Kind she's of already here in my mind. She's already here. I um, agree. <laughs> yeah. Like I think one of the things that's helped me is tapping into more like the fun side of me, the pleasure side and like doing what honestly feels good to me. Like, okay, obviously I have a lot of goals in my life and like, I want to go to the gym and I want to eat healthy and I have work to do all the time. I think that doing things that make you feel good even before you do that can sometimes help so yeah like listening to your favorite music and letting yourself dance for a moment before you go to the gym I do that all the time having a good meal that I really like and just giving myself a moment in the morning to actually enjoy it and watch my favorite youtuber or scroll on pinterest like things that the toxic masculine version of me would be like you shouldn't be doing this you need to get your ass up and work like which I will but I think just like allowing yourself to just have fun before you even do something now obviously I know it depends on what everyone's 
doing in their life and people might not have that much time, but like something so simple as listening to your favorite person that you like to listen to on YouTube or podcast or having your amazing coffee that you like to have, those small things can really just take some pressure off of this whole idea of even like glowing up. But realistically, like when you are in the present moment, when you're dancing, when you're enjoying pleasure, like that is you glowed up. Like you are being magnetizing. You are being this like light, which is what we should really be. And then on top of that, those are the things that motivate me to continue to go, like to continue to make more of this life that I have, this amazing, beautiful life, like going to the gym. I want to work on my body. I want to work on my health. I want to continue to do work. So I think doing these small little romanticizing things, whatever that is for you. And like I was saying in that episode, it's going to be so unique to you. I used to think romanticizing your life, like it had to look like everyone else on Pinterest or Instagram. But you have to tap into what feels good, like just lighting a candle and listening to freaking Jack Harlow in the morning feel good to you. Yes, then do it. That's what it does for me. Like I'm, yes. I'm literally obsessed with him. But like some people, maybe it like won't, and that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love that because yeah, on social media, it's like yeah, there's this certain like Pinterest image, or even like now on Instagram, like this very like aesthetic glow up your life like my glow up is never gonna look like that and I honestly sometimes think that people who have their life like look so picture perfect or like the most miserable I know because I've had friends like that I've had friends where their life like literally looks so perfect online and it looks so aesthetic and yet they're so fucking miserable Mm -hmm. I don't know I think that comes down to the point that you have to do things for you and not for other people you have to do things for how it feels and not how it looks and I think that also is just coming back to what we were talking about in the beginning is being your most authentic self. And my theory around like self-love and self-acceptance is like, you just have to like know yourself so well. Mm -hmm. And through that deep knowing of yourself, you will fall in love with yourself. It's just kind of inevitable when you just deeply learn to know yourself and accept yourself and realize that you are worth knowing. Like, yeah. naturally the love will come. Like It's like that friend that could fuck up 20 times, but you fucking know them and you know their heart and you know their intentions and you know they're great and they're kind of a fucking mess, but you love them unconditionally and you will show up for them unconditionally. And I feel like that's the same thing, but with yourself. Like you just need to know every aspect of yourself and like learning to love and accept it is so important. And like, that's kind of my little like glow up secret yeah. for loving yourself is really knowing yourself and spending time with yourself and like, Stop thinking about being who other people are or being somebody else to show other people that you are a certain way. Like when you're living in that energy, it's so inauthentic. And to be in your authentic energy is to just know yourself and embody your true self. Like I always think about like, who was I when I was a kid? That's like something that always comes up for me. Like that's why I like really started this certain series right now because I was like, Oh my God, my childhood self, like I was pretty fucking positive and I just wanted to dance and sing and like be on stage and like be a little star. Like that's all I really wanted. And coming back to like those roots of like, who were you when you were a kid before you had the programming, before you had the trauma, before you had the rejection, before you Mm -hmm. had the questioning of who you are, like before that, who were you? When you think about what feels good to you and just like memories, usually you go back to like your childhood and certain things that you used to do, like do more of those things for me it was dancing as well like I loved to dance and then I like stripped that part away from me when I became a teen but now I try to integrate that more into my life and something also that you're saying about being authentic and and loving yourself and accepting yourself 
I think that sometimes we want other people to accept us and love us so much. And I really do like believe in law of attraction and things like that. It's like, it really does start with you. Like you don't want to just love yourself so that people can love you, obviously, but you get to a point and you realize like, okay, well, you're not going to get all this love and this abundance and all these things coming to you when you aren't that yourself. Like if you don't start being that and like accepting yourself first, like accept yourself first. And then you'll start to see people like maybe not judging you or maybe not this, that, and the third, even if they are, they're not whatever it doesn't really matter the focus is so outside of ourselves even when I think about the glow up and how I first started it was like okay everything external how do I change the, all of these things to get people to like me to want me it's not about that it's loving and wanting yourself and reminding yourself like you are worthy of being loved accepted and shown up for and all these things and once you become that you will start to see things change in your reality and that's also what we want as well. So it's like, just remind yourself of that. Like it all starts from within, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And like, honestly, what came up for me when you were saying that is like, but how do we cut out the negative thought spiral when we're thinking, how does this person think of me? Does this person like me? Does this person have a crush on me? Like I literally am in a seven year relationship and still like, I'm like, but does he like me? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I, I can't even be with him, but I still want like approval from men like left and right. And I'm yeah. like, and it's so normal. And I think that yeah. just comes back to what we talked about in the beginning is like, remove the expectations. Like it's going to come up. Like yeah. the insecurities, like you could be working on yourself. You could be glowing up for so long and still like the insecurities are going to pop in here and there. And yeah. that also brought me back to like, okay, well, how do we stop it? And like, you don't stop it. You just like pattern interrupt it. You just cut the lightsaber through the fucking tornado and you yeah. say, okay, I'm actually going to shift my attention to what's going right. I'm going to shift my attention mm-hmm. to everything everything that I have going for me. I'm going to put the spotlight back on me. Stop putting Mm -hmm. the spotlight on other people. Like other people cannot do for you what you can do for yourself. Like that feeling of fulfillment and acceptance and love, you cannot get that from anywhere else except yourself. And it's just like, take the spotlight off of other people, what they think about you and put it back on yourself. Get on your hot girl shit. I don't know. I feel like for me, like having projects are like so important to me. Like having things that I'm working on, like the podcast or like for you, like the podcast and YouTube and like even now, like I'm starting to work on merch and I'm like, this puts the focus back on me and back mm-hmm. on my shit and what matters. And like, I just encourage everyone listening. Like if you find yourself thinking about how everyone else is thinking about you, ask yourself, how can I put the spotlight back on me? I also feel like people feel weird about that. Cause then people feel like, oh, I'm selfish. I'm egotistical. Like, what do you think about that whole narrative and that balance beam of feeling like you don't deserve to take up space? I think if we're talking about the people who are constantly have that spotlight on everyone else like and I have been that too like I still have to work on that like we just collectively all need to agree that you are allowed to be self-obsessed and you are allowed to be the main character like we're just gonna throw the negative connotation about like oh but is it bad to be self no like you need to put that spotlight on you we're not talking about the people who are very egotistical and they're rude and whatever I'm talking about the people who've never put their spotlight back onto themselves I feel like people don't want to take up space and take up the spotlight because they think other people are gonna see them as egotistical, self-obsessed, really into themselves. And it's like the only people that are judging you, it's because they're jealous. <laughs> like if you are taking up space and people don't like that, it's because they literally feel resentful because they can't do that for themselves. You know what I mean? Have you experienced that since like mm-hmm. blowing up and taking up space? Like, have you had people in your life that couldn't handle the heat, couldn't handle the fire? Like what's <laughs> been your experience with that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think like I have to always kind of rationalize things, you know, if there are people who are like, 
get triggered by my shine and my spotlight, it has nothing to do with you. It does not, right? Like if somebody's not able to stand beside you when your light is shining so bright, that's literally nothing to do with you. It's them and it's not even just like put them down. It's just they're not there yet and that's totally fine. So like obviously some people are gonna like go away. But even when you're saying how like sometimes you might have that insecurity pop in your head when you're in a relationship, like, oh, does he still like me and stuff? What I do in those moments, because I have those thoughts sometimes too, I'll just rationalize it and tell myself like, the only reason why I'm thinking about this is because there's something within me that I'm not backing in this moment. So what do I need to back within myself and remind myself of? And then usually I can easily continue on and I don't have this like low self-worth thought or like anxiety to the point where now I'm like double texting the person and asking them, do you still like me? Or like those type of actions are based out of just like your low self-worth, which is totally fine that you have that. But what helps me is, okay, if I'm having this thought right now, second guessing myself or thinking, does this person like me? The spotlight is no longer on me. So I need to put it back on myself. What am I not backing about myself? What am I not loving about myself right now? And why is it that I care so much when it comes to like other people? You literally don't even know these people. These people are not going to be in your life forever. And, or this person doesn't go to sleep with you in your bed. Like you're the only one in your mind there at the end of the day. So it's like, you have to just care more about yourself than other people. And I know it sounds bad. It doesn't. Listen, if you're somebody who's like anxiously attached or that spotlight, like I've said, it's been on everyone else. You're allowed. <laughs> you're yeah, allowed to no. care more about yourself <laughs> literally I mean I think you have to care more about yourself like it's not in like an egotistical way and it's not like you don't care about other people I think about it as like I can serve people better like I can show up for people better when I show up for myself and I have a question like you're saying you're not backing yourself that's like the phrase that you're using can yeah. you explain that yeah just like you're not standing in your worth you're not reminding yourself like of course I would be lovable. Of course I would be likable. Of course this person is going to show up consistently for me. Why wouldn't they? Like I'm literally such a light in their life. Like I'm easy to love. I take accountability for my actions. Like I do this, that, and the third in my life. Like why would I even have this thought, you know? And it's usually because there's something within you that you're just not backing. Like you're not reminding yourself that you are easily lovable or you're worth being in a relationship. Maybe even when you make a mistake or you say the wrong thing or whatever. Like it's like reminding yourself that you are worth unconditional love especially when it comes like i'm talking about relationships too right because we get that insecurity but again when you consistently second guessing it's really all manifestation of things that you're not believing is true about yourself and you know it's taken me a long time <laughs> to really work through all those thoughts because i used to be somebody and i still have to really work through this that like those thoughts would come up every single time i talked to someone every single time i was dating somebody every interaction that i had i was second guessing myself and like, I didn't even realize how much I actually wasn't backing myself because if I was, I really wouldn't be having all of these manifestations of these type of thoughts. So I always say back yourself. It's just have confidence in I you. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it's like having your back and like knowing your fucking yeah. worth. And I also want to like add like to kind of what you said, like making mistakes in relationships and things like that. And a big realization for me and a big mindset shift is like, wow, like all of us fucking make mistakes and my mistakes and also my feelings of insecurity and my feelings of low self-worth that do sometimes come up as they do within societal mm. programming that we've all collectively experienced. Those things do not negate the magnetism that I have. Those things do not negate the self-love that I have. Those things do not negate how amazing I am. And when we realize that just because you have little tidbits and like little moments of insecurity or moments of fuck ups or moments of low self-worth, that doesn't have to take away from the big picture because those are just little things in the big ocean. And mm -hmm. what we really have is this 
deep self-love for herself that I feel like all of us actually know. Like, at our core, when we're children, when we're babies, like, when we were first born mm-hmm. into this world, like, we just innately have that unconditional self-love for ourselves, And mm-hmm. it just gets stripped away from who you were raised by and, and your situations as a child and society and the school system. Like, so many factors come in to kind of cover it up so that mm-hmm. we can't see the self-worth anymore. But it's just, like, innately we all have it within us. And that's why when you tap into it, it just literally feels like magic because it feels like a return home. It feels like, holy shit, I've actually had this within me all along. It just was kind of covered up. So that's why, like, shadow work and, like, looking at your patterns and looking at your past is so important. And then it's just like, okay, uncover it and now choose something different. Like, step forward. Like, take the action. Like, I just fucking love it. I just literally Mm -hmm. love it. I love you. If somebody was like, how can I actionably move forward this week? Like literally Mm -hmm. this week, like what can I do? Obviously we talked about this in the beginning, like the Mm -hmm. perfectionist that comes in with healing and everything, but we also do love the actionable steps and it's all about the balance of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. So for you, what would be like a good challenge for people to do this week? Maybe when they begin to get in that negative thought spiral or Mm -hmm. maybe they just really are like okay I'm ready to step forward and work on my self-worth and like be there for me and back myself and like know who the fuck I am like what is something that somebody can do this week yeah so this actually just brings me to a YouTube video that I had made recently about becoming a new version of you this summer because I think that realistically at the end of the day you need to bring the spotlight back to yourself Everything is all really about like building your self-worth and your confidence. So you need to start getting excited for your life. Like get focused on some things that you want to have in your life. So like having goals, things you want to accomplish and taking action towards those things. What I made in that video was like becoming a new version of yourself this summer. What you can do is you can write out all the things that you are excited to do this summer. Just things that you have planned. Just get excited and have fun. Also the goals that you have, like personal goals. And this can be for yourself and who you want to be you want to be like the main character of your own life or you want to have more friends you want to care less about boys like whatever the goals are or of course like you want to start a youtube channel you want to do something with your work whatever all of the projects all those things and then also writing out the identity and the person that you really want to become so like for me i wanted to like have this energy this summer of like being my own muse being self-obsessed being the main character also like I had like suburban housewife in there because like I just like to exude that energy (laughs) I love that for you (laughs) and then what I did was make a mood board encompassing all the things that are happening this summer all the things that I'm looking forward to all the projects that I want to be like manifesting into my life putting that onto a mood board and then you want you to have your environment really support you to actually take that action so like different playlists that you're going to be having finding podcasters that are going to get your mind on the right track so that you can actually take action towards the things that you want in your life finding new expanders which are basically just people you could look up to that is going to show you that whatever you want in your life is possible and you can do it having some sort of morning practice like we've been saying because there's going to be things that come up whether negative positive doesn't really matter Things like that, just like really curating your environment. Another thing that I even said was just like buying something that will make you feel like a new version of you, whether that be like literally a new water bottle or a new workout outfit, depending on the identity that you're trying to be in. Also, I'm like trying to be this fitness girly. Well, I am actually this fitness girly. I am. I am. (laughs) Sorry. Let me back. So it is. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, literally. So it is. Yeah. And so like a new workout outfit, like just all these small or big things in your life to really actually change the energy and the vibe of your life. 
and commit. And every single day you were starting to kind of encompass this identity that you've created for yourself and remind yourself like you are this person now and take action from that place. So obviously it's going to look different for everyone. But yeah, I think that taking those steps, getting excited and like putting the vision of who you really want to be this summer on something can really help and then create that environment for you obsessed that was like the best fucking actionable advice so the first thing that you said was the get excited about your life chapter like the get excited about your life actionable step this looks like what are you excited about in the summer what goals and projects are you working towards either personal or in work Mm -hmm. and then creating the mood board around that I think that in itself brilliant obsessed and then the second thing is the morning routine and that habit because that kind of gives you some sort of like structure to be like okay like I am reliable I am focusing on myself I am putting the spotlight back on myself yeah so like for me I basically put words to the person that I really wanted to be so like do you want to be a fitness girly this summer? Do you want to be a podcaster or a YouTuber? Like find some words that can really encompass who you are trying to be based off of the goals you have. And also like just anything that you're excited for. I also I put that. coastal cowgirl on there because I'm going to Calgary and I'm like having this be my whole entire identity. Like this is, just- are you going to the stampede? Yeah. Have oh my God. I was like, should I go? My best oh my friend's God. going. And I was like, I'm going to Vancouver first. And then she was like, okay, you have to leave like by this date though. Cause I'm going to the stampede. She's like, or you could come. And I was like, um, should, should I just come? come? Jack Harlow's going to be there. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. No, if my friend wants to bring me along on her plans, I honestly will totally come. Okay, I've well, shout out to your to friend. Go. The invite's there. We're just going to manifest the- that. <laughs> She's like my best friend and my roommate from college. So it's like one of those people you can like invite yourself. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm oh, just like, let me so third cool. wheel. No, and then I'd be able to see you. That'd be so yes. fun. So for you, like, yeah, you're Coastal Cowgirl. Love yep. that. Coastal Obsessed. Cowgirl, podcaster, YouTuber. There was a lot of things. But just like putting words to that and then, you know, making it a mood board that really encompasses that. And then having, again, your environment or things that kind of remind you of being the Coastal Cowgirl or things that remind you of being the suburban housewife or like you know again like you could be finding recipes that you're going to be doing or workout outfits that are going to remind you like this is the identity that I'm being this summer mm, yes getting the thing yeah yeah and then that's okay. really going to help because like you can make a mood board but just like not really do anything with it other than maybe see it on your computer screen which is obviously that's great but bringing it back to the morning routine after sometimes if I'm journaling my emotions my whatever I'm channeling that identity that I made for myself in that Canva deck that I made and so like I'm reminding myself all the things that I'm excited for this summer or the person that I'm trying to be the version of me that has the life that she wants how would she be thinking what would she be feeling and what actions would she be taking well She'd be making mood boards for her coastal cowgirl freaking identity. She would be uh, getting up and going to the gym and having her green juice or, you know, listening to a podcast or whatever to get her in the mood. Like those are things that she'd be doing. And so I just try and encompass those things obsessed i already yeah. feel like i know like okay my vibe for the summer i'm gonna just tell everyone <laughs> yeah, right now let, we'll, let we'll us know chatting i want to be in my do it for the plot era oh, i just feel yes. like i just like need yes, that like that's you. i mean i have been so like in my healing like girl era for yeah. like a couple years and i'm like i want to be in my fuck it and do it for the plot era We're I'm, here in my travel girl era i'm gonna be mm. traveling so much this summer in my making friends with people all around the world era like i am just ready to be in my social summer era like i am feeling all those vibes 
And it starts tomorrow because tomorrow I leave for LA for a couple weeks and I get to see some of my best friends. So I'm like taking the action and I'm going to plan my trips. Like I'm going to go to Canada. I'm going to go to New York. And then I hopefully I'm going to go to either Indonesia or Bali. Like I'm planning everything. So that's my actionable steps. Yeah. Also my actionable steps are going to be to make a mood board. I'm like so ready for that. I already have the pictures saved. I just have to like put everything together. It's so important to like reevaluate who you want to be constantly. Like I'm always just 100%. being like, okay, like how can I reevaluate? Like how can I rebrand like yeah, consistently? Because like that keeps life exciting. And I, this is like the best challenge ever. I cannot wait to do it. The thing I love about it most is that it's about putting the spotlight back on you. Getting excited about your fucking life. Getting excited about what you have going on because all of us can find something that we have going on for us. We all have like Mm -hmm. a talent or a skill or a project or an idea that's like coming through for us right now. And it's like, okay, let's bring it into reality. Like you have shit going on for you, babe. Like, let's do it. Like, let's have some fun with this life because it is ours to create. Yes, I freaking love that. And I think that like a lot of us are in that energy right now. I think also just like summer naturally, like we want to have this like natural rebrand. So do it like literally rebrand your life. Like even when you're saying like, it's good to do this quite often. Like I obviously made a mood board and things that I want to accomplish at the beginning of this year. I did this template for my podcast because I was rebranding the podcast and I was like, wait, I need to do this for summer. So I just like did a whole new thing for summer. But then I was like, you know, this is really good because I didn't really expect myself to do this for the summer because like for me, I naturally have certain things on my mind that I know that I'm working towards, but it's not even like I'm falling off of those things, but they've kind of become very natural for me. So it's like, okay, well, what else can I get re-excited about? Even when we talk about being a podcaster or a YouTuber, like, yeah, okay, maybe at the beginning of the year I had certain plans and goals for that, but you know, now I'm in a different phase. So like, how can I up-level my life? And I do that by like taking look at what I've been doing and some of the vibes that I want to bring to the podcast or how I want it to look or feel. So I just think that always leave room to up level and change and grow. And you're going to have people and expanders and inspiration come into your life and use that, like continue to use that to keep you going. It'll definitely help. It's helped me. And with the expanders, like don't see people and get jealous, see people and get excited. Like they have it. So can I like, yes, quick little mindset shift that helps everything that just gets you to where you want to go is being like oh these people aren't coming into my field and into my universe to make me jealous and upset and feel shitty no they're coming in to show me that it is possible for me too Yeah, like sometimes we can get like stagnant and stuck and we really do need to change who we're listening to, who we're watching, who we're following, the music that we're listening to. That was things that I was saying in that video as well. It's like sometimes it's not even like bad, the people that we are watching. Maybe sometimes it is. But again, if you want to create this new identity shift and you want to become a new version of yourself, like you need to have some of these external things kind of like push you towards that. So I like to really change who I'm listening to on podcasts, YouTube, depending on the vibe. Like I watch certain people on YouTube depending on if I want to feel like I'm a suburban housewife then I'm watching certain people like things like that or different music if I want to feel like the coastal cowgirl so yeah it's just rebrand baby rebrand coastal cowgirl I literally have a playlist that I'm working on right now and it's literally called get excited about life Oh, I and love so literally it. all the songs that make me feel excited to like be alive and to like dance. Oh so 
that's also like a little actionable thing that people can do. I think music is a powerful source of divinity that can be used to change our state. Like it is magic. So Mm -hmm. dude, thank you so much for coming on. This was the best fucking episode. I feel like this is what we all needed. Like we're all needing this rebrand, this reshaping of our life. This new expansion era is what we're in. And I'm feeling it for all of us. And I'm just so excited. It really is a mindset. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I feel the same way. Like I'm on the same energy. I talk about this a lot in my content but I'm going through it as well I'm doing the rebrand I'm right here like let's go like let's do this I can't wait to like create more content and like do things with my community but also like see what you're doing this summer and also see what everyone else is doing in our communities right because you guys are like all on the journey with us and I just I love it it's gonna be great I'm excited (laughs) where can everybody find you and all your things everything's gonna be linked below by the way on YouTube, Alicia Gogan. I have a podcast channel on YouTube as well, the Globe Secrets Podcast. You can also find it on Spotify and Apple and Alicia Gogan on Instagram. And yeah, I will definitely send you that template for if anyone wants it because it's really fun. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, that is needed. You gave us mm-hmm. all the tea today and we needed it. Last final thought, last final sentence, give it to us. What's our takeaway from today? <laughs> Just live your best life. Stop worrying about the things that are not going right in your life because that's not going to help them go any better. (laughs) And yeah, you know what? That's it. Simple. That's it. Okay. Love you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Warmer, sunnier days are calling. So fuel up with them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. If you are like me, sometimes you can forget to feed yourself when you're super busy, and that's why I love Factor. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian-approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious and great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore, and you can have as little or as much as you want every single week. And if this interests you at all, I'm going to give you guys 50% off only for skinny dipping listeners. So head to factormeals.com slash skinny 50 and use code skinny 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Win-win. That's code skinny 50 at factormeals.com slash skinny 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check it out. It'll make your life so effortless and nutritious. As the weather is getting warmer, it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I've wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul and I don't want to spend a fortune. I'm constantly wearing the 100% washable silk slip dress and people ask me all the time where I got it from. I've also now got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking on trend year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Kintz cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Kintz only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which you know is so important to me when it comes to clothing brands. Get warm weather ready with Kintz. Go to kintz.com slash skinny dipping for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash skinny dipping to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Kintz.com slash skinny dipping.